Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've got a big thing to tell you guys here. The winners of the 47th Annual Gracie Awards were announced, which shines a light, a spotlight on women in media. Now, the winner, this year's winners include Melissa McCarthy, Tamron Hall, Kelly Clarkson, and the one and only Lori and Julia. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. Goodness. Right in time for the 20-year anniversary. Yes, it was 2010, I think, well, when you and I and Donnie went to Beverly Wilshire and accepted a Gracie. Our first one. Yeah. 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 This is awesome. So it's yeah, celebrating exciting. women in media, what Gracies are. Specifically, and- large, major market host, non-morning drive. Very specific <laughs> category, you guys. Oh, yeah. So really cool, Congrats. and we're going to where for a luncheon? New York City, baby. What's, what's the name of the restaurant? Cipriani's. I've heard about it a lot, and you read it about Julia, it. Julia, we had a drink at there. We did way, <laughs> way long ago. I think when we went to the Australia premiere, I oh, dragged your booty to Cipriani's. You did. Yes, I did. Which was there were so many, you know, places that we ended up going to. Yes. <laughs> As one does. As that one night does. was busy. Yes, it was. Uh-huh. It really was. But there, there, this is this exciting. Is very, so, so this is your 2021? 2022. This is for 2022, actually. Wow. Yeah. 2022 really? Gracie Awards. Yeah. We'll be honored at the 2022. Yeah, but, but I think, I think it's, it's for our work in 2021. Yes, you might yeah. be right on that. Yeah, because it would like, how can you judge on only four It's only months. been four months. Yeah, it's good call. Yes. Good call. But hey, so you said this is your... Stellar broadcasting. This is yes. your 2021. second one? Mm-hmm. Yes. And the first one was 2010. Mm-hmm. So 10 years, 12 yeah. years. Wow, you guys, that is yeah, that is really cool. We got to give a big shout out to Jess because she writes up the... Yes. Um, yes. The nominations. The nomination, That's a, she did. Yes. yes, thank you, Jess, for that. It's like the Emmy nominations. The, the writer's room decides with the actors which one are we going to submit right. for your performance? You know Exactly. So Jess, I don't know. She's a magical writer, and we must have done some good things this year. You guys, she did a great job writing it up, but you guys definitely earned it yourselves as yeah. well. Yeah. You know. So that was, that's fine. Yeah, you guys were written up in Variety today. She, in Variety. And I found out there's a show called The Julia Show, some radio show called The Julia Show that won a Gracie, so you have to... Find that I, lady. I know. <laughs> then I'm going to have to call my Just Julia. Just Julia. You know, it's funny because I went to the 1029 bar, which is the home of the original lobster roll for Shack. Smack Shack. Smack Shack. Smack Shack, mm-hmm. yep. Um, and right when I was parking my car, I turned and looked, and the apartment, brand new apartment building is called the Julia. Oh. 
I'm like, my name is having such a... A run. A run. A renaissance. And then, and then someone was saying to us that they wanted to name their kid that. Was that yesterday? Or where was I? I don't even know. I don't know, but last night I played tennis. I play at um, Bloomington South, and it's a dome. You know, a blow-up bubble thing. Um, what do you call those? Is it just a dome? Yeah, it's a dome. tennis dome. Okay, yeah. it was thundering and lightning. Oh my gosh, it was oh, like a bowling alley but outside. But we're under plastic, you know, under and you a dome. We couldn't see the lights. We couldn't crashing. see the lights. Oh, it was so loud, though. We would scream, Love 15! Right. You know, and do something. It was for f- so loud, and I thought. There's a tornado warning. I hope someone tells us. I mean, it was crazy loud. It, it was like, um, you know, the gods were playing with the pins and it was bowling. Yes. Oh, yes. It was Boom, crazy crash. last night. I and, mean, it was a light show. And even during our show at like three o'clock yesterday down by Faribault, did you guys see this? On the 30, like nine semi trucks were turned over by wind. Mm-hmm. Wind. Tomorrow it's supposed to be up to 50 mile an hour wind. So people be careful. Oh it's, my gosh. We're having weather. I'm going to have to go out with a blindfold because I'm just getting over my windburn. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> How am I going to drive? Panama you need a back. beekeeper hat. I need, I need a wind, I need a bandana to get to my car. <laughs> Remember okay. those hats that had the built-in like visor of plastic? Yes. Oh, you yes. just wear that so you can see while you're moving. Okay. <laughs> no, the, the funniest thing, though, was when Grant texted oh, us yeah. last night about what happened at the Timberwolves game. Oh, man. I was sitting there watching, and a lady, as we've all probably heard by now, about... Uh, five minutes left in the second quarter. She decided to do a little protest, and she glued her hand to the floor of the Timberwolves court. During Why? the game. During the game. And I got a little audio okay. here, and this is funny. This is as it was going on live, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, what is going on here? Somebody has fallen. A arena worker has fallen at the other end, and you can see right now. I'm not sure if she fainted or fell, but they are assisting her, and out she goes. You know, I say it's an arena worker. It may have been somebody else. Because they quickly got her up and, and got her off in a hurry. Oh, okay. I, th- I think we've been told it was a protest, and I think she was writing something on the floor. <laughs> so whatever it was, she is gone, and the graffiti or whatever she was doing on the floor <laughs> is better. being wiped away. There's nothing like the energy of a live NBA playoff game. Allie, what do you see down there? I know that wasn't you doing the graffiti, but what what, what was going on? It's worse than graffiti. I was just told by security that she apparently had glue, and she glued herself to the floor. And she refused to lift her wrist up. And I don't mean to laugh, but this really happened. She glued her wrist to the floor, and they were trying to pull her off, and she was resisting trying to keep her wrist glued down to the floor. It was a protest of some sort, I'm assuming. Okay, but literally, the jokes, it was Elmer's glue. Yeah, that was the funny part. Elmer's glue. Okay, which wouldn't hold anything. Nothing. The handprint was still there after the game, like from her Elmer's glue sitting on the floor. And the best part was, was that at that point in time in the game, the Timberwolves were going down a horrible hole. It was it was turning for a bad game. They were losing the game. Yeah. They needed something to get a break. This it's been joked around the sports community oh. that this lady gluing her from the minute that happened, the Timberwolves turned it around. Oh. And they took the lead going into half and they never looked back after that. And so did they win? They did win, yes. Oh. So they're playing the Memphis Grizzlies on Saturday in game one of the playoffs. This was a playoff game to get into the playoffs. Got it. But yeah, there's been a lot of jokes. There's Julie- been massive jokes about it on Twitter. It was hysterical. But I mean, why didn't you use Gorilla Glue? Why right. wouldn't you use um, Super Glue? You know, she's really not going to say, you know, all this stuff. She, anyway. And she, there was a video, it came out later, it was against Glenn Taylor. 
And what, his, what he so he owns a lot of them. He owns some chicken factories in Iowa, and there was some oh, treatment of some chick, turkeys, chickens, yep. and there was some uh, horrible treatment of those turkeys and chickens and so, uh, she, says. so she says and yeah. so there was a little message about glenn taylor and the, the funny thing there's a video <laughs> floating around out there right now on twitter where a fan who's on court sides right by her as it's happening and as she's getting escorted off the fan goes don't worry we don't like glenn taylor too because <laughs> a lot of timberwolves <laughs> fans don't like him as an owner personally oh, oh that is so we, we are happy to have a rod as an owner compared to what glenn has done to that team, yeah so. say that now that's true well, say that now Wait to two years. He was there last night. He was there. Everyone was there. He was partying. I mean, at the end of the game, he went out on the court hogging all the players. And you guys, I'll sh- I'll actually post it to our show page. Okay. My friend took a picture of the car that he took to the game. It looks like a tank. It's an amphibious vehicle that can literally go in water, snow. It it looks like a tank. He got a police escort from Billy Sushi to the Target Center oh my in what was a white tank and i have a picture of it i'll post I it to our show see page this, but what of How course obnoxious. he does he's so narcissistic yes. yeah oh man sorry i just last night was fun if you're a timberwolves fan yeah, it was a good time that so. yes all right That's listen fun. we gotta go when we come back it's our story we can't get enough of remembering the life of gilbert godfried which we found out yesterday when we were at the memorial blood center that he had uh passed away at the age of 67 and we were just like what it just yeah i mean He's been a he's very active on social media yes. and um you know he's he's uh, Casey just yesterday afternoon when I left for work he was watching um a Comedy Central roast and of course oh, Gilbert Gottfried oh, was I think it was the one of uh, maybe Joan Rivers oh he was always hysterical. at these he was always at these things and I didn't realize this till I was reading his obituary I totally forgot that I would occasionally watch this show. It was on USA, and it was called Up All Night. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it was on for like 10 years on yep. Saturday nights. And they would play like B-movies or campy cult classics or sexploitation films with all the exploited. And then when Barry Diller bought USA in 98, he shut the show down. But, okay. Um, like cheerleaders beach party and you know just these real <laughs> cheesy and he did do the introduction and i was like oh i kind of i remember that show right you know and it would wouldn't be until like midnight oh yeah something and, like that yeah so let so do we want to listen to kind of yeah let's abc kind of just yeah. summarize a little mm-hmm. bit about his life mm-hmm. all right ladies and gentlemen I hope you can hear the sound of my voice. With that voice and a volume setting that made him unmistakable, stand-up comic and actor Gilbert Gottfried always made people laugh. But my dad says third grade is the foundation of my education. Oh, your dad says that. Your dad is a moron! He's a moron! His family sharing news of his passing Tuesday at age 67 after a long illness, saying, although today is a sad day for all of us, please keep laughing as loud as possible in Gilbert's honor. I can't believe it. I just don't believe it. We're never going to get a hold of that stupid lamp. Just forget it. As Iago, parrot to the villain Jafar in the 1992 Disney animated film Aladdin. An overnight Aladdin on Broadway, paying homage. Mr. Godfrey, thank you for the laughs. Oh, oh, come right in. Don't let the fact that my door's closed dissuade you in any way from entering my office. 
In live-action films like Beverly Hills Cop 2, Gottfried could make an immediate impression. He'd get his start as a comic at age 15, and after a brief time on SNL, would become a talk show and stand-up mainstay. He'd be hailed for his absolute fearlessness by his peers, who paid him tribute. Jason Alexander, Gilbert Gottfried made me laugh at times when laughter did not come easily. John Stewart, he could leave you gasping for breath. The legacy is going to be his voice. And that's something that's going to live forever. Melissa Actress Rivers. and longtime friend of Gottfried, Emily. Melissa Rivers, recalling her fondest memories. He was lovely. We were going through pictures today, and I found this one of him hugging me. And you can't see my face, but he's smiling. And that was so genuine. He was such a gentle soul, which was so different than his stage persona. A 2017 documentary showed Gottfried in a different light, tending to his terminally ill sister Arlene, a devoted husband and dad, with, yes, an indoor voice. The worst thing you could say to me is, don't joke about that. Earlier this year, Gottfried remembered his friend Bob Saget on GMA. I remember Bob as being very funny, very quick. And posted this photo on social media, mourning the loss of his friend Saget and Louis Anderson. Yeah, the, the three picture of them. of them was so sad. It, oh. was, it was, yeah, they were, but they, they all looked so happy to be together. And uh, they're one so of, young. Yeah, all in their 60s. Yes. Um, the one kind of funny thing, I think it was the New York Times obituary on him. You know, his kids are only 14 and 12, so I he became a dad that. later in life. Yeah. But his wife, they met at a reception when she saw him pick up food from the floor and put it on his plate and eat it. <laughs> And she just couldn't even believe it. And she's right. like, I gotta, I gotta go talk to this guy. Right. And he just made her laugh. And that was kind of the start of their relationship. He, you can imagine. He didn't want to waste this like perfectly good, you know. Isn't that funny? That five second floor. rule. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> five second rule. And his last tweet and Instagram was, he tweeted this. It was after the Academy Awards. Which is the worst crime Chris Rock being physically assaulted or Chris Rock telling a joke. And um, so he posted that on Twitter and Instagram asking for comments. And in a 2012 opinion piece for CNN, Godfrey defended fellow comics. If a comedian tells a joke that you find funny, you laugh. If he tells a joke you don't find funny, you don't laugh. Right. Or it could possibly go as far as groaning or rolling your eyes. Then you wait for his or her next joke. If that's funny, then you laugh. If it's not, you don't laugh. Or at the very least, you can leave. That's the best way to put it. I it, it is. couldn't so, agree more. So mm -hmm. here's like, we were looking for some cuts and some things, and we were listening to the roast, and they were all too dirty. Right. Um, but this is from, um, Grant found this. It was from um, when he was on the 1991 Emmy Awards, and um, he was just a presenter. Okay, and he was going out to present, and this was just shortly after Paul Rubens um, was... P.B. Herman? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lee Herman was caught masturbating and made the news, so it's like a week or two afterwards. He was in a theater. Yes, he was. In a smut theater, porn theater. Yeah, Correct. I know. You would expect to be doing that. Right. And okay. so he was a presenter, and the producer asked him to just go out there and have fun. He didn't have any, you know, script or anything. So this is what came out. Can't believe it. They're going to take up my time. I want to get something off my chest. You know, I'll tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I, I sleep a lot better since Pee Wee Herman's been arrested. <laughs> Masturbation's a crime. I should be on death row. <laughs> Masturbation's against the law. I should have been sent to the electric chair years ago. To think that by age 14, I was already Al Capone. <laughs> right now, I'm like Superman. You could put charcoal in my hands and I could crush it into a diamond. <laughs> it's like if the police tried to arrest me, it would be, quick, stay away from his right hand. <laughs> Only clap if you like masturbation. But, you know, (laughs) now on to a category that can be described in a way that women have never described me. Long and hard. (laughs) The nominations for outstanding writing in a variety or music program are... Hands out of the way. You mind? I'm reading this part. Oh my so they were oh. absolutely, it was aired on Fox and they were absolutely um, were they mad? just shocked, taken, so surprised. It was cut out of the West Coast feed because it was oh. two hours later. Oh my God. Fox sent out a series of public apologies saying, we'll never have him back on the show again. Oh my goodness. Um, one critic. Those are tame. Yes. In one and Hollywood crit- supported Pee Wee Herman. Yes, they did. People they- were like, is this still really happening? Right. Yeah. People getting arrested, arrested you in, know, yeah, in a theater that right. shows the, those kind of movies, yeah. and that's their no. I mean, it felt like so silly. It felt like something out of the fifties or yeah. something. Anyway, or sixties. At the time, he was doing Aladdin for Disney. He said, "I was too dirty for Fox, but clean enough for Disney." <laughs> My career has always been walking the tightrope between morning children's programming and hardcore porno. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, anyway, there's yeah. Gilbert. Gilbert, yeah. Well, I'll look up some of his roasts and look up him telling the tail end of the aristocrats joke. <laughs> the arist- too filthy to be printed in newspapers or replayed on radio. Yes, right. That is a not safe for work joke, but check it out if you get a chance. Last July at the Cannes Film Festival, a movie that had all of Cannes buzzing, a movie called Aline, which is an infamous unauthorized biopic about yeah. Celine Dion. Yes. And they call it Aline because then no one could be sued. Instead of Celine. Instead of Celine. Yes. And people were just like going, oh my gosh, because it's 
a drama where the same actress plays Aline from childhood to adolescence oh, okay. to present day. Oh, the yes. same actress, it's okay? <laughs> and uh, a five-year-old and a tween. And um, the Times reviewer and other Twitter reactors were all a flutter with a- adjectives after can. It was like, nervy, uncanny, bizarre, insane, blah, blah, blah. And so um, it, apparently after... Um, watching it, this reviewer for Slate, who just reviewed it this week, said outside of a handful of scenes to call Aline a standard biopic would exaggerate its thrills recklessly for the bulk of the two hours. It kicks off the milestone of Celine's life at such a dutiful pace that any real fan would be able to shout out what's coming next. Losing her voice. Check. Getting it back. Check. Renee, he's known as Claude. Oh. In the movie, having his heart attack, winning her My Heart Will Go on Oscar. Um, ooh, she changed dresses at the last minute. Trying to get pregnant, having a baby, starting her Vegas residency, having more babies, etc., etc. And each setback is followed a few minutes later by another. And um, it's really the big conflict in the movie is the everyday stress of being a very famous, busy person. And eventually, oh my word. Guy Renee yes. uh, dies, and Aline is very sad. Oh, his name is Guy. Guy. Guy is, uh, you say G U I is Guy in French. Okay. Okay, or okay. Montreal. Um, she's sad, but then she talks to his ghost, feels better, and sings about a self actualization fade to black. So, um, what everyone really is that's so bizarre is the special effect and prosthetic masquerade of this actress. As she ages? Being five and a tween. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Roger uh, Friedman from Showbiz 411, he said, I never knew what this movie was about, but it was released last December and it has made 600,000 in limited release. And. When it's played, it just will play in one or two theaters at a time. This month, it made no money at one theater. Another theater, it made $12. And now it's in 61 theaters this past weekend, A-L-I-N-E, and the take was $21,000. It is is literally at Marcus Oakdale. Yeah. In Southdale. So people who are Celine Dion fans and they would like to see this movie... Um, it's, you know, it's like the cliff notes, it's right? the cliff notes. <laughs> you know, you know, and it's 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. Right? Oh, that's not bad. Two mm-hmm. hours and something minutes mm-hmm. long, two hours and 17 minutes. Did they get to use the music? I don't think so. No, right? it's no. a biopic. That's it's not no. about Celine Dion. Yeah. Well, here's what the end of the <laughs> review is. Love it or hate it. Fairy tale or nightmare. Dion's story is much deeper is done much deeper disrespect by being boring. But long oh. after Aline loses its creative heart, it still goes on and on. And That's on. funny. <laughs> you know, she does she would have a good she would have a great story, I think. It would be interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um oh, if yeah. she would you know, if it was authorized yeah, and someone and she good did wrote a memoir it or and, something. Because yeah. she has in France, it made like $10 million at the so box office. So it was office. a big deal. And the star won the French Oscar. Stop. The Caesar. 
Cesar or Cesar. 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 Oh my God. For best actress. <laughs> Blue. Oh that is funny. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. J-Lo's got an infomercial that's passing as a document documentary that's going to be aired at Tribeca. I'm feeling better and better about your mom's stroke aphasia movie. I think, I know. I, I think know my mom's going to be a movie star. I do too. But yeah, J-Lo has a documentary. Halftime. But there, Some people are calling it an infomercial. Um, it's called, yeah, Halftime. Mm-hmm. It follows global superstar Jennifer Lopez as she reflects on her milestones and evolution as an artist and navigates the second half of her career as she continues to entertain, empower, and inspire. And don't forget to sign up for the on the J-Lo. There you I go. I feel like right. i got to sign up for that then. I, I think we do, Lori. So I'm looking at the Tribeca Festival, mm-hmm. It's and it's June 8th through 19th. And the cover of it is Jennifer Lopez halftime. It's just the beginning. It's going to be air on Netflix this movie on June fourteenth. Well, I want to know if the movie um, is going to include her and P Diddy running eleven red lights uh, uh, after the sh- the sh- nightclub shootout, the night of the Grammys. Oh, yeah, yeah. forgot. About or you know, will a Rod be mentioned? Will any of the engagements? Who knows? But Who knows? It's all you know. This is authorized by her. Yeah, so it'll be. Anyway, Roger Friedman uh, writes that hasn't the Tribeca Film Festival learned anything from In the Heights, the last movie they premiered at that theater, which is the Washington, which is um, what theater is it? Well, whatever theater is, that movie was a bomb at the box office and it also wasn't good. This is. I no thought longer... it was kind of okay. I watched it. Into okay, kind of okay is not a ringing. Well, you know that's how I feel. <laughs> it was long. See, okay, kind of okay. These are not. This is a void for me. That's I mean, a BC. <laughs> it's a two star. Yeah, that's kind of okay. Stick with your original pl- yeah. idea, and then this about. But why would they have this? I mean, this used to be a credible <laughs> film festival. Well, that's why it's just called the Tribeca Festival. I now. mean, didn't who started this? Al Pacino, no, De, no. De, De Niro, did Robert De Niro did. That's right. He must not be behind it at all anymore. Well, they're going to show up, and they'll get a lot of press and publicity, and we're going to have to get on the J Lo. Sign up, Jules. I'm going to sign up. What is it just called? On Um, the J-Lo. And she and Ben Affleck were seen looking at the candy spelling, Aaron spelling, Mega Mansion. Yes. Which, you know, we saw on a couple of the Tories reality show. And then uh, Candy sold it for $50 million to Petra Ecclestone of the car, you know, fortunes. And now... They are looking at this uh, 14-bedroom home in Holmby Hills, which is where the Playboy Mansion is. You're Conveniently located you're, to everything. Yeah, you're closer to the 405 and stuff over there. Um, but yes, it's now $165 million with what Petra did to it. And it was once called the Spelling Manor, and it was built over like eight years by Aaron and his socialite wife, Candy. And it's... Uh, four point six acres, a hundred garage spaces, a hundred, a bowling alley, a plush movie theater, a tennis court, a pool, and a hair salon. And famously, Candy Spelling had in one of the rooms a, a gift, gift wrapping, wrapping room. room. Okay, well, duh. But wait a minute, how much is it for? A hundred and fifty-five okay. so million. They were looking at 
a $55 million house and we thought that was outrageous. Yeah. Now we've just added $100 million. Yeah. Wow. Now, this house has been for sale for, again, how many people are in the market for the $165 mm-hmm. million or whatever. But um, uh, Petra bought it for $50 million and I don't know what all she added to this absolutely gigantic uh, house. And it is on a, you know... 4.6 acres, so that's a lot. That is a lot. You could break it up, maybe. And, well, gonna, they would never do that. They're never going to break it up. I mean, I think uh, the old Playboy Mansion was on like uh, three and a half, four acres. Jeez. And that was just huge and full of trees. And Think so about, think about if you were a little kid playing hide and seek. Oh, no goodness. one would find you. No one would ever find you. So I kind of, you know, I kind of hope they get the spelling manner, but I hope they get it at a discount price of $100 million, <laughs> I can't believe Petra did uh-huh. You know that uh-huh. that much. You know it was, it's just it's just real estate, Lori. Yeah, real I estate, I know, has skyrocketed yeah. in the past five years. You know, it just really has, and so it's location, location, location is really important in that for everybody everywhere, and yeah. then to have that much space, not to worry about neighbors. Yeah, you know how disruptive they are. Mm-hmm. Their cats get in your yard. Oh, you'd Their be like, dogs. If I were Jennifer Garner, I'd be like, my kids are never going to want to come home. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes, but well, she's I'm sure she's just I was gonna in say, a paltry twenty million dollar house in Calabasas I, or Brownwood. Unbelievable! You know, just a little paltry. twenty million dollar you know ranch house in Brentwood. It's uh, very close to the school. I got stuck in that Brentwood traffic one time. Casey and I were coming home from the Getty Museum. Um, I have been. You and I have been sucking. Yeah, and if you come too. up Sunset Boulevard yes, from Pacific the, Coast Highway, if you come up around between three and four, you will get stuck in the school. The mommy and daddy traffic yep. for some she she school that's uh, right in there, right in that area, right in that area. Yeah. Okay, so when we come back, we want to hear from you. What are you obsessed with? What are you watching? Laura, you watched the finale of Killing Eve. I sure did. No spoilers, but nope. maybe a loose review. Yeah. Um, just giving people ideas. So give us a buzz at 651-641-1071. Hey, so um told Casey last night, I said, apparently Sunday night's Killing Eve was the last Killing Eve. Only seven episodes in the final season. And did you watch it? We Sunday wa- night? No, we just watched it last night. Oh, and, okay. Um, I said I have to watch it for the show, mostly because I've been trying to avoid spoilers all week. 100%. It has been very much discussed, the finale of yep. Killing Eve, what happens in it. Um, I could see there being a spinoff with uh, Caroline, you know, Fiona Shaw's character, the British woman. Yeah, the- yeah. Yeah, she had a great line um, to a character. This isn't spoiling anything. She said, I've had a revelation. I look incredible in linen. Absolutely unbeatable. And she wears linen all the time. Yeah, just see, she makes this funny. Funny propagation. She has a good character. But people are conflicted on the finale, the end of Killing Eve and what happens. But it was... It was so good. I just thought it was so good. Casey. Did he want more? He threw his pen. I love I love his. Jeez, is that all it is? Yeah. I can just hear him. 
He threw his... No, in, he's my brother. His little, I, um, whatever that thing is for the iPad. Yeah, the, the little stylus. pointer. Oh, the that's stylus. so funny. My dad has that... Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. so funny. Style. He yep. can't use his finger. He's always got to have a stylus. Casey's hands are like pitcher mitts, okay? he. I've never <laughs> seen such big thumbs on a man his height. Yes, he does. You know, he really does. And uh, so he, the stylus, my mom turned him on to a couple right. years ago. Oh, yeah. Because she saw him... Doing his hunt with his bear claws, claws trying yeah. to peck away at so it. So he threw the pe- he threw that down. He and just said, "I, I can't." Blah, blah. And I said, "But what about this? And what about that?" You know, he just did not. He didn't like. He didn't like. He thought it left. It just he he didn't like that ending. Right. So I was on the side of, well, I know it's based on a book, and maybe that's how the book ends. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Apparently that's not how the book ends. Oh, okay. So I haven't seen it yet. If you're mm-hmm. just joining us, we're talking Killing Eve. We're talking TV. If there's mm-hmm. anything that you loved, let us know about it. 651-641-1071. I had... I have two left to go. Okay, and I haven't That'll seen be it nice yet. To watch him back, to yeah, back. I, th- all right, I think so. And I, um, I just think that show was so clever. Yes, it was, but we never got enough, and we always had to wait a year between yes. seasons. So kind of like a, you know, you know, and uh, so anyway, yeah, you know, it, it was good. The thing that Casey and I got back into watching this week was that we're watching. The Last Kingdom, oh, I'm, season I, four, okay. all over again, so that we can watch season five, which just dropped a couple weeks right. ago, Utrecht of Bebenberg. And I mean, I, you know, I we love historical dramas. Yeah, we do. And, um, you know, Game of Thrones, The Last Kingdom, Casey and I watched in the month of April of 2020, the first four seasons. We binged it in like a month. We were so absolutely It has been upset. that long since it's been on. Yes, it's been two yeah. it's been two years for this last season. So um just like with Ozark, we rewatched um the season, the season from two years ago before we watched the six new episodes because I'm like, we're not gonna remember mm-hmm. any of this. And I am enjoying the last season of The Last Kingdom, season four, so that we can dive into season five. It's so, so good. And Alexander Draymond, who plays Uhtred of Bebenberg. Yes. You know, he's German, but he he's fluent in um, um, French and English as well as German. But he's I so love bad. how he talks. He's got the little he's talk. So, and we would yes. not have the people of Mercia fighting over things that do not make the gods happy. Oh, for Grant, what are you watching? Um, well, let's you know what. Let's talk to Chris real okay. quick here, and then we'll, I got a couple things I do want to tell you about that I just started getting into. But Chris has a show that I think you guys know about, but she wants to share it with okay. us. Okay, hey Chris, you're on my talk. Hi, hi. Yes, we're watching Peaky Blinders. Oh, and we are loving it. But I started watching it a while back, and I just I was just getting lost too much yes. and not following. And then I got my husband in on it. 
And so he's keeping track of everything and letting me know. And also watch it with the closed caption. Yes, oh, always. Any show that anybody's speaking uh, English, you know, British, Scottish, yeah. even The Last Kingdom, we put it on closed caption. It's just yeah. easier. I kind of yeah. do it for almost all TV shows except yeah. for sports. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah you're, right. but you're like, what season are you on? Um, we are on the second season. And oh. we we are just like savoring it. Oh, yeah. good for you! Good. Yeah. 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 All it's, right. It's wonderful, and I really love the characters. Okay, cool. Yeah, I started well, and stopped, but I my kids watch it. Yeah, Casey watches yeah. that, and I I never I said watch that one without me. <laughs> but Go but, I, but I know I would like it, and people love it. Yeah. I know yeah. I would like it. Thanks yeah. for your call. Thank you. And then you know, just getting back to the Last Kingdom because they've just they've wrapped it the the fifth season of it but the show is based on this guy's book called the saxon stories and the creators always knew the show would follow the book and when the show premiered in 2015 the author was still writing the final three books of the series um this is not the end of the road for utrud of bebben for oh really because there's going to be a netflix movie that covers the last three books called Seven Kings Must Die. Yes. So even mm. though it's there's this fifth season mm-hmm. of 10 episodes, then there's going to be a movie that they're filming. Yes, and I think the final episode of this season, isn't it going to be a longer normal well, one yeah, yeah, yeah. to kind of get an idea of how they're going to do the actual movie? Yeah. I believe that's what I the think show so. that was, that, that anyway, was for. So. I'm, I'm just waiting on that one. Oh, oh Utrid, uh, I, I just love that show, but I'm so glad I watched season yes. four. So much. We haven't seen it in so long. You can't remember these. No, I know. Yeah. How, especially with the horror historical yeah. thing. How does this all fit and all of that? And mm-hmm. so there was just a couple times when I went, I remember what's going to happen right now. That's amazing. All <laughs> yeah. right, Grant, what are you watching? So as you guys know, I'm a big How I Met Your Mother fan. And yes. I just finished How I Met Your Father, the first season. And I really like what Kim Cattrall is doing in this show. Ooh. The different part with Bob Saget as being the narrator for How I Met Your Mother, right? you get to see Kim. She sits on the couch. Oh. You get. She has a glass of wine. She has... And she has a little bit more narration than Bob did. So okay. you kind of get so if you're a fan of Kim, you'll really kind of take that on. And they also tied in some of the they've tied in a couple characters from How I Met Your Mother uh-huh. in there as a surprise. Okay. It's a really that they've they've got a little east lot of Easter eggs from How I Met Your Mother. So if you're a fan of How I Met Your Mother, you will like this show. How are we watching How I it's Met Your Mother? It's on Hulu. It's the only okay. way you can get How I Met Your Father. Another show that I have been watching, it's called, and this is called Halo. It's okay. on a, based on a video game, yes. but it's just like, you know, Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. You watched Mandalorian. Oh, no. Well, Lori did, but, man, but Halo, think of that same concept. It's a space... Outer space and there's humans versus, you know, this machine galactic slash human type person. And they go on these adventures and this machine type galactic person tries to discover himself as a human. So it's really it's giving me shades of uh, lost in space, which was so good. That was going to be my next point. He even has a young person that he takes under his wing. It's got a really good lost in space feel. You can Mm -hmm. only see this one on Paramount Plus. And then there's 
three episodes out right now. They come out every Thursday. I'm caught up. It's I think Lori, yeah. you'll really like that one. Yeah. So, oh. And then the last one, I'll be quick about it. Okay. Righteous Gemstones. Have you oh, guys heard about oh, this? I, we've heard this over and over. I know it's we can get it on demand. And John Goodman, Goodman right? And I've heard it's very, very funny. Oh, HBO Max. HBO Max. It's Raunchy. got John, yeah. Danny McBride is in it. Uh, Adam Devine from uh, Workaholics. It's a fun take on all the uh, what is it? Those televangelists, mm-hmm. yes. you know. And, and yes. it's just it's a spoof type show. The white of the lace, the black of the leather. There you go. They all drive white cars, white golf. I mean, it is... And they're all just naughty and filthy. Yes. So if you get a chance, Righteous Gemstones is a fun little escape show that you can laugh about. Okay. And two seasons on HBO Max right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that. those are my... Kind of what I've been diving into. Yeah. And then From, obviously, which I told you guys about, right. which is a hard one to find. It's on Epics, but if you're a fan of... Like I said, uh, you know, Lost, you will love this show. Yeah. You will love it. So yeah. I still haven't even watched Bridgerton, but I have to oh, w- watch I love that without that. I'll have to watch that without Casey because he I just loved that. Through my buzz. And this is us last night. It was wonderful. It was all about Kate and Toby. Oh. It was so good. It was so I'm good. Behind. There's six more episodes of finale. Oh, good. In May. Okay, so we have more time on that one. That, that was the hundredth episode that aired last wow. night. Wow. Hundredth. Hundredth, yeah. Wow. Alrighty, kids, we'll be back.